Hello, everyone. Welcome to yet another episode from The Retail Story, a podcast series that explores how technology is transforming retail, both from the business and consumer perspectives. For everyone joining for the first time here, each of our episodes features conversations with technology leaders and domain experts who talk about everything in and around the challenges retailers face, the ways to address them, new and emerging trends in industry and digital strategies that retailers are implementing today to win customer love and stay ahead of the game. I am your host, Meenu Manisha Babel, and today I have with me yet another industry expert, Shaheen, who is currently the head of product management e-commerce at extra.com, one of the leading consumer electronics and home appliances retail giants. Today, Extra.com is the most popular destination and has more than 12 million shoppers with 45 branches across the kingdom of Saudi Arabia, Bahrain, and Oman. Shaheen has over 15 years of experience with Fortune 500 retailers, including Walmart, ASDA, Argos, TJ Maxx, Philips, and he has been with Extra for the past seven plus years. Welcome to the show, Shaheen. Thank you for joining us. And it's a pleasure to host you. Hey, hey, thank you. Thank you, Menu. Thank you very much for that uh, hefty introduction. Uh, and uh, yeah, really looking forward to the podcast and uh, yeah, pleasure to be joining you guys today. Thank you so much. Uh, let us just start with uh, your background, your experiences and something. Why retail? How did you start <clears throat> like your journey in retail? Yeah, so... Um, I'm 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 15 years into the uh, industry now, and in, in let's say different uh, capacities, different roles. Uh, I started off as a technology person 15 years back on on retail space, but mostly on 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 technology side. I used to be an ATG developer back then, even without having any background in coding, etc. So it was like a a completely different career switch after mm -hmm. studies, etc. Um, so I, I used to work with Wipro previously uh, before job before uh, Extra. And uh, yeah, as I said, I started off as an ATG developer. Then eventually I figured that coding probably was not my forte. And I wanted to move into a, a more dynamic, let's say uh, space, uh, which, which was uh, you know business functional side for me from a retail standpoint. And that is where I switched to uh, moving, you know, uh, into another multiple other projects where I was, I got into a functional e-commerce, uh, let's say, uh, business analyst space, and uh, uh, I've I've gone probably uh, from various breadths of uh, industries. Even uh, this is even let's say, uh, tech, uh, I think it's it's it, it covers a breadth of technology and uh, industries uh, as well. So I've worked in let's say retail space, e-commerce. Uh, I've worked in uh, government space. I've worked in uh, healthcare to an extent i worked in uh, uh, fashion over for a brief for a brief amount of time uh, but e-commerce retail has been my uh, you know let's say pet peeve for quite some time and this is where uh, my expert is as, as well and uh, so after almost year and a half years with Pipro, um with uh, ma uh, you know massive retailers like uh, asda walmart uh, uh, philips that is where i decided to make my jump from uh, Wipro uh, onto the Middle East and uh, basically moved to Saudi Arabia uh, around seven years back. And uh, I've been with Extra for leading their uh, 
let's say uh, e-commerce uh, product journey. Uh, so again, I probably we started off when we were almost uh, very negligent from a, a store versus e-commerce split. Uh, I mean, this was this was where probably uh, extra was almost uh, moving, not moving away, but moving into more of a digital transformation space. And we've come a long way in this last seven years. So we've now, you know, major chunk or a major share uh, with respect to uh, the split in business between online and, and, and stores. So yeah, that is where uh, that's been the journey uh, up till now from, let's say, 15 years back till now, touch wood. Awesome. You've covered all the industries and probably all the sectors I could dream of in digital, it's, not just digital, I would say like marketing also. Yeah, that, 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 I think that's one of the perks that comes up with working in a company like Wipro because you can keep switching. Uh, unlike Extra, where I basically represent business, when I used to work with Wipro, it was mostly with different projects. So a project, and then you basically get bored of that project, you move on, you move on to another technology, another uh, industry, uh, and it's a completely different ballgame. So it's, it's, it's a lot of experience, a lot of good experiences, uh, as I see. Perfect, perfect. So let's come to the uh, digital com customer experience space. Uh, how do you feel that people are more likely to purchase from brands which personalize? And what are some of the uh, major steps that you have taken to personalize the online shopping experience for extra.com? So um, it's, it's, an, it's a very interesting question. So again, as I said, right, from, from the onset of our journey, our digital transformation for extra.com, uh, when I started off here, our basic intent or, or, or extra's basic intent at that point of time was to make sure we get a full-fledged website out to customers, right, from, a, from an online perspective. So stores were doing Alhamdulillah really well, uh, still, still doing really well, actually. Uh, but our online space was mostly very, you know, it was mostly a digital catalog where some customers would buy, but it was not like, uh, you know, it wasn't really tailored, you know, suited for even online shopping at that point of time. So that journey itself from, from the last seven years to move from, let's say, just building a website and sending out communications, sending out mass communications per se, mass blasts without giving a heed to what customer really uh, you know, wants to buy, etc. From that position to come to a place where we are using a lot of technologies, including uh, ergonomy at this point of time, where we are tailoring our customer experience and journey to be more personalized. More importantly, our communications, tailoring mm -hmm. them to be more personalized. So we are sending the customer information, advertisement, marketing based on what is he looking for at this point of time? So again, uh, it's it's very difficult to say that you know we'll reach a saturation point over there, but because everyday technology is changing, everyday customers' expectations and needs are changing, but then the evolution for us over the last seven years has basically seen the difference in the buying patterns as well. So as opposed to me sending a mass blast of let's say the new iPhone is here, I'm going to send it out to you know, all of the 6 million customers or uh, the, the, all of the, all of the, let's say, public in, uh, in the region. And to see the dropout versus me figuring out somebody who's interested in smartphones, in particular, somebody who's really interested in, let's say, iPhones and, and sending them out a very personalized, customized 
uh, and yet very relevant message. It's mm -hmm. very evident to see the dropout or let's say the, the difference in click through of let's say these kind of communications at this point of time. Even let's say the recommendations that we show to customers. So there are certain scenarios where we have to show generic recommendations to customers. And there are other scenarios where we, we basically show personalized because we know this is a customer at this point of journey. And the, the let's say even the click through or the conversion of these different blocks is very evident even for brands, even for established brands for that matter of fact, to say that personalization is not the way forward, I think is, is, is something that is already should have been achieved in the past. And we are already almost way behind time with respect to getting to that saturation limit where we know that, okay, Shahin needs this item now. So that is the importance of personalization. And I think it, and that is how I think I see from a brand perspective as well. It doesn't matter really whoever you are as a brand because there's there's enough competition, there's enough choice at this point of time. Unless the right communications, the right customer experience is provided to, uh, you know, and, and profile that customer as him rather than them. This is the most right. important thing. So time. true. So true. Yes, I do agree. I can't agree more that we should have done personalization long, long back. But nevertheless, uh, you mentioned about using algonomy. Too late. To, too late. We'll cover up. Uh, you mentioned about algonomy uh, as the tool that you are using to personalize for your customers. What were the, uh, let's say, the points or features or comparisons that led for you to opt for algonomy and how have they been able to come so far covering the pain points yeah so uh, the good thing with algonomy as um, again it's see every every for me every marketing let's say a marketing tool or every uh, personalization tool every recommendation engine comes with its own positives and negatives no system is completely full no system that is aided by 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 an IT let's say software is not is is never hundred percent foolproof or is ne never <clears throat> sorry hundred percent satisfactory from a business standpoint, right? Having said that, uh, the one good thing that I've noticed with Algonomy and probably this is maybe because I've interacted with that one person is the expertise that comes with the solution itself, right? So there are a lot of other uh, recommendations engine as well. Um, I have worked with personally a few others as well. Uh, but the, the, the stark difference that I saw with respect to, because I was, uh, and uh, very interestingly, uh, Algonomy, although it was called Rich Relevance before, this was my, let's say, uh, uh, first implementation once I joined Extra as a, as, a, as a major project per se, right? So it's quite close to my heart as well uh, in, from that perspective. and. And the, the luckiest okay. thing was I got to deal with somebody, an expert on, on algonomy or it's on the side, where the person was usually when when you, when we go with partners, they're more inclined on the implementation level, right? To say that, okay, how, how, how can we get this quickly implemented, quick to market? What is the best implementation techniques? Let's get more technical, technological, et cetera. But the person or the support that I got from algonomy was before we got into even, let's say, uh, technicalities we were talking functional we were like uh, shine you tell me as business at this juncture of your customer experience you know what do you expect your recommendations to basically 
know, to uh, what kind of recommendations you want to show to your customers. So, so I'm already bringing in a lot of customer insights, right? And and then there's I think algorithms, uh, uh, algorithm, I think, or the number of strategies that I've seen with respect to what I can push as data to customers uh, is is quite a lot, as opposed to other tools. I've not seen a lot of other tools uh, from a recommendation standpoint uh, as a backend. I'm purely talking about the 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 engine in the backend, but okay. I, and I've closely worked with algorithms backend. Uh, the amount of strategies that, that you know, I, and I think this comes with a learning from from both perspectives. One is the the uh, let's say industry uh, best standards, the expertise that comes with the person who's working on it, and also getting inputs from customers. When I say customers, customers here are not actual uh, end user customers, but business, right? So right. having incorporated all of these things uh, into your setup. Uh, I think uh, the implementation was really smooth. Uh, although technologically you'll always have issues, which is mostly to do with integrations and stuff. But from a business integration perspective, Algonomy was amazingly smooth, even with, uh, let's say, a merchandising team uh, who's who's really not fully equipped to work with systems, right? They 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 mostly function from a business standpoint. They're not really uh, fully equipped to deal with. IT systems as much. I, I, I call it IT system, but it's the systems per se. So algonomy was even uh, slightly easier for them to you know, uh, uh, get into. And uh, uh, I think that, yeah, that, that probably was a bit of a differentiation for me from an algonomy standpoint. Uh, and uh, of course, uh, uh, the other thing was also post-implementation, it's not like, okay, most of the vendors, what they do is, okay, once you're done the implementation, then I have a contract with you for three years, I don't care. I might give you support, et cetera, et cetera. But algonomy, especially the people that I've worked with on algonomy side, uh, I've worked with Eve uh, uh, and, and a few others, uh, Saeed and a few others as well. Uh, now, these guys come back with recommendations from their side in terms of how, how okay, I mean, this is how you're utilizing us at this point of time. And probably utilizing only 10 or 20 or 50% of our available resources from our side. Why can't you maximize the rest of the 50% to basically bring in that extra bit of sales or that extra bit of customer experience? So that is another, let's say, uh, important differentiator that I see from, uh, on, on Algonomy side as opposed to some of the other um, you know, partners or you know, strategy partners that I've worked with. True, true, very true. Uh, I can't agree more. Uh, what uh, according to you uh, was the challenge like the biggest challenge we are talking about is when people were not understanding personalization and when you started your journey internally what were the biggest challenges and during implementation or uh, you know selection of strategy and how were you able to overcome them yeah it's it's an interesting question just like any any digital transformation or or even basically you know whenever we wanted to we used to have the old old age uh, uh, or, or the age old waterfall uh, methodology of implementation and then agile came into picture and then what probably agile people did not figure out was you just don't put agile or implement agile in a team you basically do it you know top down as an organization similar to that personalization as a concept although it's very easy to uh, you know uh, lay down to say that yeah it's just identifying me as a person 
what are the different elements and and again so there is always a thin line with respect to identifying shine as a customer and not to invade into shine's privacy right so there's there's always uh, uh let's say that thin line that this which is which is very important as well so sure. uh as an example if if we were to launch the new iphone right although the mind is saying that fine we need to and and this is let's say from an organization perspective uh, or, or from a people thinking perspective although the the mind would be saying that man we should personalize and send the communication for this new iphone only to the customers who are really interested but then there are also other tricks other parameters playing in my head to say that i need to maximize sales right this is one of the objectives any any retailer would have as an example i need to bring acquire new customers i need to basically convert other customers not and that conversion is a very interesting fact because it's not to say that me as a retailer i'm really interested in you converting from let's say uh, a brand to another brand but for me at this point of time most my most important priority is to sell this brand so i need to probably make sure that i, I know i somehow change your mind and then you know migrate you from this place this brand to another brand so i think all of these are let's say internal conflicts that that are major roadblocks for actual personalization where customers although we want to send out proper measured non invasive messaging marketing or even let's say uh, personalized recommendations to customer there's always the devil that's playing around in our heads which is but there is a bigger objective that needs to be met so how do we figure out the optimum and, and 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 both of them are important and not to let's say trivialize one or the other because both of the objectives are right mm-hmm. there's there's no there's no actual right or wrong in either of the thinking it's about finding that middle ground of how do i personalize yet how do i basically make sure that i also get in the other parameters that are required from my kpi perspective from my company kpi's perspective and for for me as a brand as well so so i think these are let's say few challenges from a from a retailer standpoint uh from business wise integration again inte- integration is all about data so i am of the world again where we where, where i keep saying that we are far behind with respect to utilization of data we have so much data and and that uh, probably we are late adopters let's say we are uh, as a region probably we are slightly late adopters with respect to data i think data mining data selling data as a business has been already it's, it's been quite some time right but the amount the importance of data is being realized is slightly already being realized i think at the uh, invent from the invent of covid mm-hmm. this is when people are slightly moving away from not of course uh, covid people had to move away from brick and mortar come online and then when you come online it's all about then i don't know me as a person uh, again uh, uh, not putting anything against your name but sometimes it's for for certain country people they wouldn't know even if shahin was a male or a female or minu was a male or female true, if if they walked into a brick and mortar i would know minu is a lady or shahin is a guy but online again this is data this is a power of data and and recognizing identifying collecting and mining this data to basically push the right objectives for us this is the most important thing from a technical integration of how we get the right data and how we mine the right data and how we use it again in such a way that this does not really invade my privacy at the same time it's 
identifying me as shine rather than hello mr true true we've touched upon a very very interesting and very important aspect i would say here data like we moved from data silos to organizing classifying data grouping data then now we are at a place where we are stitching online and offline like brick and mortar data has to come in handy for the online experience as well and vice, and vice versa. versa and vice versa yeah right right so uh, in this age of digital disruption what can be like uh, let's say for the retailers who are starting what can be done by these retailers to unify that online and offline experience without entering that you know exceptionally personal stage without invading their privacy so um i think again um, see data collection is is always very contentious especially online even even offline offline for that matter uh, you can't make a lot of these things mandatory right if you if, we, if you ask a customer uh, and again it also depends on especially stores online is again it's it's two slightly different discussions per se true true in stores it depends on the person who's basically at the cash table what is his interest to basically understand you as a customer and i've noticed this let's say in in even in 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 a lot of supermarkets groceries as an example to the same let's say to the same uh, uh, store that i go this can be any store by the way uh, and i'm a repeat customer uh, by the way so probably there are five salesmen in that store and i've encountered each of these five salesmen probably not all five salesmen are going to ask me if i have loyalty right some of them would just basically scan the item and say oh, go ahead just pay and the three others who are probably really interested they would say oh do you have a loyalty and then can you give me your mobile number if not do you, if not do you want to be a loyalty member can you share your details so store is a very uh, is a uh, is a very personal experience uh, it depends on the personality of who is basically you know collecting this information from the store and also how the customer reacts it it also differs region to region of course every region has their kind of customers per se now online is again another slightly different game online is about uh re every registration every registration mm -hmm. that we take in ideally mm -hmm. is an opportunity for us at the same time so so how how we basically there are the multiple things that you know you can incentivize customers to basically say that over oh, register up with us and then uh, get a 15% uh, voucher code on your next purchase or whatever that is um, so there's a subtle way of how you take the initial registration and then take the rest of the information at a later stage rather than pressurizing the customer to basically start filling up a form of 150 fields and basically to get into your registration nobody does that i mean that that, that used to be the case previously but on even on e-commerce or digital website there used to be forms of you know like uh, let's say uh, 50 fields your salary all of your details all of the details which you don't want to even give somebody this kind of information is asked and i think over a period of time e-commerce digital space have realized that this is a lot of this is actually intruding into somebody's private space i don't want to basically define what is my uh, gender or, or or what's my pay scale or or where do i work at this point of time it's not important i don't want you to know my birthday as an example or my age i'm very sensitive about my age as an example mm -hmm. so it's about subtly first you know helping customers realize probably them registering with us is for a different purpose 
it is probably to better track your orders it's probably to marry your uh, data between online versus offline because offline we are capturing the data etc and then subtly at various points of the customer journey try to gather information in a non mandatory fashion again mm -hmm. either by incentivizing them or telling them and if you do this we can we can give you this right if you give me this information then i can tell you when the uh, or if you as an example if you tell me what is your interest with respect to are you interested in smartphones i can tell you when the next smartphone is coming rather than me basically sending you smartphones refrigerators uh, washing machines ovens and all kinds of products as in marketing so it's 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 a way of how again it's it's, it's it depends on your tone of voice it depends on how you gather this information so the the, the two the collection of data from both these points are completely different and it's True. especially in stores online again you can always devise journeys because you will get a lot of reference in stores there is nothing that you can do it's completely dependent on your store personnel it depends on your cashier or whoever is getting that information if he's good if he has all of the information if he knows how to deal with customers then you'll get the information else you'll not get the information and once you have this information <clears throat> it's important to unify think from a technical perspective what happens usually as an issue is um sometimes the 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 parameter that we use to identify a customer it can be mobile number email address or a customer id whatever that is is not really the same between your stores versus online and because of that there usually is a duplicate in terms of how do i identify the customers but if we and and you you asked of you asked for somebody who's going to start right if they can already define that parameter this is going to be my identify for a customer it's a mobile number or an email address then things will become very easy because that becomes your primary key and then there's no duplication of that value so then once you have the data across both you're already marrying both those data so i think that that probably would again easier said than done it's uh, i've i've had all kinds of experiences with different kinds of clients so easier said than done this concludes the first part of my conversation with shaheen Stay tuned for part 2 where we dive deeper into personalization the role of AI machine learning and so much more till then take care and stay safe thank you